Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Lapora Lindsay. She's a career coach that helps individuals improve their career fulfillment by addressing their personal development. Lapora, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Amy. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So how did you become a career coach? So it actually started around in 2008, where I was actually doing a, a different type of coaching. It was more so public speaking coaching for one of the collegiate teams that I was working with. And as a military spouse, I ran into the challenge of constantly moving from duty station to duty station that dealt me a lot of cards of unemployment and just became really frustrating. And so I made up my mind that I was going to figure out how it worked. And at that time, it was probably around 2010 where I really started studying resumes. And then I ended up becoming a certified professional resume writer. And then later on, I ended up uh, becoming a master certified life coach and really just all of the different experiences that I've had throughout life. It's just made me who I am. So I don't necessarily narrow it down to one moment, although those are the two probably primary experiences in my life that have put me to that point as far as the unemployment that I've dealt with. And then just being a coach starting back in 2008. Why is personal development important in career coaching? It's so important because a lot of times when people are looking for career development or professional development, you have your personal life and you have your professional life, and that's just one part of you. But when you are including personal development as well, one of the specific areas that I like to focus in on is like self-worth. When you're including as far as understanding that you are deserving, that you are enough, when you're including that with uh, career coaching then you are able to coach the whole person and not just part of them. Because even though this is you and your career, it still affects your personal life and your personal life still very much affects your professional life. So why not address both of them? So that way you can develop as a whole person and not just in one area of your life. I love that. So what are some of the tips for overcoming fear and deciding what to do? There are a a lot of uh, different tips. I actually have a model that I I use for helping people with self-worth and it's called the focus model. And that first letter F is actually forward with fear. And there are several different tips that I share, but I'll just share three today because I don't want to take up the whole... uh, session talking about overcome fear, but one of those just really being to explore the fear whenever you're first feeling it. And I know it's just kind of like, why, why would I do that? But the reason why is because we are all afraid of something for different reasons. And so really just taking the time to look beneath the surface to figure out what we are really afraid of and be able to explore that a little bit more because oftentimes not only can that really expand our comfort zones, but it could also give us solutions to things that we have never even thought about. So really just taking the time to look into that. The second thing that I like to recommend is doing your research. And I know like with the age of digital media and social media, we're we're really easy to grab our phones. And so I'm not saying start Googling everything, although Googling doesn't hurt, but just taking your time to do your research, taking your time to have conversations with people whom their life you admire or their career, they're doing something that you want to do. Take the time to 
get to know the path that they took, take the time to understand their challenges and their struggles. If there are any books on that particular area that you are afraid of, take the time to do your research. So that way you can just become a little bit more comfortable. And then my last tip is taking bite sizes. A lot of times when we talk about overcoming fear and deciding what to do, we think that we have to tackle the whole situation up front, right? It's like David versus Goliath or like lions and tigers and bears. And oh my gosh, we got to tackle every single one of them. But no, just one little bite size at a time can definitely help us to eventually overcome the whole scenario or whatever it is that we're facing just by one moment. If you have multiple goals for your career, how do you prioritize them and how do you go through the process of figuring out what to focus on? The first thing that that needs to be done is you have to identify your now, like where are you now in your career? Be able to clearly identify that and then take the time to identify where you want to be. And now you have this gap, right? So you have where you are now in your career and where you want to be. And there may potentially be a gap as to how you get from there to here. And so there's three different questions that you can ask yourself to figure out how can I get from here to there or prioritize, I should say, how can I get from here to there? And that first one, well, really just being what is required for me to do? Like, what do I absolutely need to do? Right. Because those things that you need to do, like, for instance, if there are certain certifications that you need to take or certain educational courses that you need to take or uh, the amount of experience that you need to take, making sure that those are the things that you are able to get done first. That second question that you need to ask is what is required, but not immediate. Right. So certain things we know that we need to do, but we do have some time in order to accomplish that a little bit later. For instance, it could it could be getting a certification, something that doesn't take an extensive amount of time. And so we need to go ahead and focus on getting that experience first and then go ahead and wrap up the certification. And then that last question being, what do I want? And so this is like the things, the, the, the dreams that we have or the big, hairy, audacious goals that we just really, really want, but we don't necessarily need them right now. And the reason for that is because those goals, it's not to say that they're not important and it's not to say that we can't have them now, but they can wait and we can slowly, as I mentioned before, take those bite-sized steps in order to get there, but making sure that we address those career goals that are necessary up front before we address those things that we really want, but we don't necessarily need at the time. How do you help people handle rejection when applying for jobs? Oh gosh, really just helping people to see the benefits. And I know that's crazy because like, what were the benefits in PM rejected for jobs after jobs? But there is actually a great wisdom tool, honestly. So if you are rejected for a job, it gives you the opportunity to, after number one, addressing the fact that rejection hurts and it's very painful. I had a rejection scenario, like real life happened to me last week and I set my timer. I was so frustrated. I was so angry. I set my timer for five minutes. And I cried it out. And then after that, I stopped it and I was like, okay, good to go. And I wasn't really good to go, but I was making myself good to go. I was like, I got to be good to go. And then I looked at that particular situation and I said, what can I do moving forward to minimize these exact same scenarios moving forward? And for me, that was perhaps being more uh, clear on my communication, making sure that there was no miscommunication, nothing could be misconstrued. And that at the same time that I wasn't setting myself up 
to where I was the only one that was giving in that particular business relationship without receiving anything in return. And so that was the opportunity or that was the lesson learned in rejection. And so when people are applying for jobs, it's It really is that same thing where if your resume isn't getting accepted or once you get to the interview phase or the interview phase is whatever the case may be and you're getting turned down, it's about taking a look at that and saying, what can I do better? And then sometimes it's also about helping people to see that sometimes it's not all about necessarily anything that you could have done differently. A lot of times things are outside of your control. And so really Uh, Focusing in on rejection is just about understanding this is just a small part of the overall situation that goes on because there's so much that goes on when it comes to hiring aside from one person getting rejected. Like there are hundreds of people that apply. There are there's budget cuts. There's so many different elements that come into play there. So really just helping people to see the the bigger picture, but at the same time, being able to address their feelings and finding ways to learn from it. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes it's a blessing. If you go out and you apply for something and it doesn't work out, it's because you don't always see the whole picture. Maybe you wouldn't even have been happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that bigger picture right there. That's so helpful. But we, sometimes we can see it as, oh no, it's not meant to be. It's again, I'm all about self-worth is I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving, but that rejection does not affect anyone's worthiness and getting us accepted doesn't affect anyone's worthiness. We're worthy regardless. Right. And so really just being able to own that is very powerful. Yeah, definitely. So what's the common mistake that you see people make on their resumes? I got to choose one. (laughs) (laughs) I would say not listening to the reader. And what I mean by that is You have job postings and you have job announcements and they are using certain words in that job announcement, in that job posting. But when people write their resumes, they aren't using those same words. They aren't using the same terminology. And some of the best advice that I have ever received, and it is so applicable to careers, is that not everyone knows what you know. And so basically, if on a job announcement, if the job announcement, this is an example that I use all the time, if the job announcement is saying we're looking for someone who can teach and you saying, oh, yeah, 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 I instructed. You didn't say what they said. If the job announcement is saying teach, you're saying, yeah, of course, I'm a trainer. I got this. You still didn't say what they said. It's similar to hola, hello, and bonjour. They all are greeting, right? And most people know that it's all that that salutation, but at the same time, it's not the same. Hello is hello. Hola is hola. Bonjour is bonjour. And in a resume, it really is the same. But a lot of people tend to, I guess, imply. So they say, well, it, it means generally the same. And they should know that instructing is the same thing as training, but we can't assume that people know what we know. Well, we can't think that people know what we know because they don't know what we know. So we have to directly, overtly state so that way they can understand without them trying to put uh, two and two together. Like, hey, no, this is, it is what it is. I'm putting it up front and up close and personal. So you don't have to try to figure it out. I'm letting that I teach and not that I instructed, maybe I taught. That's really good. That's really insightful. So can you share some of your client success stories with us? It's really just about helping them to see 
how valuable they are and how worthy they are and being able to take those actionable steps. So this one is real, not because I don't want anybody to be like, no, you didn't just mention me. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was working with one person and they honestly, they came to me for uh, career advice, but it ended up turning into something completely different, more so on uh, health and what they needed to do in order to be more healthy. And so with that, it was about, okay, are these related? And that wasn't a question for me to answer, really. That was a question more so for them to be able to answer if whether or not that was that relation there. But really coming into it to where they found that it was because they were just that lack of motivation, right? They've Going back to that self-worth, they felt like they didn't have anything as far as with at the job. They felt like they didn't have anything for as their their appearance. And so they didn't want to exercise, but eventually getting them to that point of not even just exercising, but changing their habits to more healthy habits eventually did lead to more productivity at work, which was quite amazing to me. So that particular story was really about them taking one area of their life that personal side and being able to take action in it. And eventually it led to professional development or productivity, essentially being more energized in their career. And it's something that's so simple, but it it just takes some delving into in order to get to that particular result. But again, I changed some things just slightly. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? Giving it time. I would say giving it time, not everything is going to be immediate and not everything is going to be how I want it to be or or anyone for that matter. Like we can make plans all day long, right? But at the end of the day, it may be completely different when it's done and that's okay. But just really giving it time. Like we we're such a right now, right now, immediate society where we want everything right now, but not everything happens that way. And that's okay that it doesn't happen that way. It's okay that we grow. It's okay that we work on something for months at a time. And we see once again, going back to those bite sizes, not even just taking that action, but even bite sizes where we start to see small, subtle differences, which eventually makes a huge difference months later or years later. Yeah, that's so true just continuing that progress. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Probably sticking along the lines with giving it time and patience. Just have some patience. <laughs> yeah. Patience, uh, is a big thing. <laughs> patience is a virtue, right? Right. Uh, so really just that and just trusting, just trusting the process, honestly, because like not everything is going to be perfect and that's okay. And just really understanding that and embracing that. Yeah, definitely. So if there's somebody that's listening and they would love to get a hold of you and work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Probably the best way they can just send me an email, which is hello at laporalindsay.com. But I am on most social media platforms, I guess. There's so many social media platforms. I don't even know if I can say that, but I am on LinkedIn. <laughs> Lapora Lindsay on LinkedIn. I am on Facebook, Lapora Lindsay there. And I am on Instagram. Those are my primary. I will also put all of those links down below so that people can connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise with us. 
Thanks for having me, Amy. This has been such a great opportunity and I'm honored to, to be on here. So thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast or upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week.